Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Dr. Katina Sawyer. And welcome to Thriving at Work, a Worker Being podcast. You can learn more about us on our website, workerbeing.com. You can find us on social or you can support our community. You can find more details about our community at workerbeing.com. So today we're going to be talking about growth mindset, which I think is a topic people have heard about. I know there's like some pop books out there around it. And it's something people talk about. So I'm excited to dive into this concept today. Um, but before we do, I'm going to ask you a question that's a little bit the opposite of growth mindset. Because mm. I feel like both of us generally have, a. F- I feel like we have a growth mindset overall. Like if you were to mm-hmm. like show, like pick a leaning, but I wanted to see if there's any area of your life where you think you actually have more of a fixed mindset. Hmm. Yes, probably. There are, <laughs> I think, I think that, um, I accept, like not accept, like if I don't have an interest in something, I don't really care to change it. So I'm just like, Oh, I'm bad at that. Like, I think that I definitely do that. Like I, Like, for example, like, I just don't, like, really have an interest in many physical endeavors, like, being good at, like, sports or, um, I remember in grad school, uh, one of our advisors, Patricia will know who this is, maybe some people (laughs) listening will know, Kevin Murphy took us bowling, and, like, I just know that I'm (laughs) bad at bowling, so I just go in being, like, I'm bad at this, and, like, sometimes that means that I just, like, don't even try to, like, learn or get better I'm just like yep I'm gonna be bad and then I'm not good at it but like I guess the reality is like I don't have to like stay bad at these things part of it is that I just don't try to get better and I don't like really think that I can so I just don't so I think there are some areas in life where and maybe that's like just the main area is like in more like physical coordination type skills I'm just like nope I'm not good. Never will be. Sorry. Like, that's, <laughs> I think that's an area where I have a fixed mindset. I'm curious about yours, though. That's really funny because I was kind of thinking similar stuff. <laughs> um, so I think so just I guess for context, a fixed mindset is basically when people believe that that, you know, things are largely unchangeable, um, that you can't change something. And there are some components of like physical stuff that I think I could change, but like to your point, when I don't, don't have an interest in it, like I don't really care to get better. Um, I don't, so maybe it's not really truly a fixed mindset though, because maybe, maybe I feel like I could get better, but I just don't care to. Cause the one that came to mind for me was golf. Like, yeah. you know, my family has like gotten into golf more. My, um, sister's husband is like a big golfer and mm-hmm. when they started dating it's like we kind of did more golf stuff and Danny likes it and like wants to be good at it and I just like have no interest to be good yeah. at it and I do I guess I probably have a bit of a fixed mindset around it because I do feel like I just don't understand how to be good at it and I just don't yeah. feel like like the amount of effort it would take for me to do that is just really not worth it and yeah and I'm not convinced I could do it well because I'm just generally not a very well coordinated person. I feel like we both can dance. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think That's dance is like the extent of, of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think dance is pretty good for both of us, but then like yeah. when it comes to the physics of like how uh, the freaking club is supposed to hit a ball yeah, no, um or like with, you know, 
when I was like, uh, I played softball for a year in middle school, which is like so ridiculous because I, if you knew me, <laughs> you do, but like other people knew me, they would be like, what is wrong with you? Do you play softball? <laughs> There's no way. Um, but like the idea of like how the mechanic, I'm just like, no, like just, no, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'm the same with skiing. Like, People around here ski because you can actually get to like ski mountains pretty quickly from Tucson. Mm -hmm. And someone in my department was like, oh, like you should come skiing with me and my family. And I was like, nah, I don't really do skiing. Like I'm not good at it. And she was like, no, I'll teach you. Like I used to think that. And I was like, let me rephrase this. I don't want to go. Like I'm not interested in this in any way. Um, so that I think, yeah, similarly, that's funny that we picked something that's sort of similar. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think those are the areas where I'm just like, no, this isn't my strength, not going to be my strength and I'm not going to try to get any better at it. Uh, so that's a good question though. I feel like that's a good question for everybody to think about because maybe you're feeling fixed in something that like you didn't realize you were fixed in, but you don't want to be like, that mm-hmm. would be a good insight. Yeah, I think so. I I know I a lot of the research is about the growth mindset and the positives there. And I, I think obviously there there's some downsides to a fixed mindset for sure. But mm-hmm. I think it is a good exploration of like why you have a fixed mindset in certain yeah. areas. And, you know, if you want to change that, how can you change that? But also like maybe it doesn't matter in some cases. Right. Like probably doesn't actually matter if I get better at golf like what does how is that going to impact I mean maybe it'll make me faster out there when I'm playing with people that actually know how to play and they won't be annoyed with me for taking forever or like needing I don't know like 10 hits over par um so that could be helpful but it's not really important you know what I mean yeah so maybe it's okay to identify where you have fixed mindsets and figure out like should I change it or should I not yeah yeah I think that's a very good point yeah so Good question to start. I'm glad that we talked about it because it's funny that we land on the same place, yes. but I think it is really an interesting thing to think about. Um, yeah, totally. But when it comes to takeaways, I'll definitely give you a few that we can start with um, and then we'll dive into a little bit deeper. So the key things to take away from the article I read this week um, is about, I mean, what is growth mindset, first of all? So what people with a growth mindset, they believe that they can change their abilities and traits and when someone has a dual growth mindset, which is the real topic of this week, this dual growth mindset, is when a person believes they can change, but they also believe that their job is changeable. So somewhat malleable mm. and you can change the tasks and the design of the job. So that's takeaway one, just kind of definition. Yeah. Takeaway two, employees that grow a dual growth mindset are actually happier six months mm. later Then people that just focused on a self-growth mindset or just kind of typical what you think of as a growth mindset or the job growth mindset. Interesting. Employees that grow a dual growth mindset. So for takeaway three, they're also more inclined to job craft. Hmm. And takeaway four, um, this is just a reminder, while employers bear, in our opinion, the responsibility to improve workplaces, employees that feel stuck and unhappy can actually try to make things is a little bit better by growing a dual growth mindset. Cool. That's really interesting because I think, you know, growth mindset, like you said, is something that people might have heard a little bit more about. But in this instance, it's a new concept about how you focus your growth mindset and trying to really understand um, how to even expand, even if you currently have a growth mindset in certain areas, how to expand that to, to really embrace this idea of a dual growth mindset. So I really like this. This is cool. Um, so if 
do you want to go back to takeaway one and kind of break it down for us so we have a better understanding of what exactly they're talking about in this research? Yeah, exactly. I'll definitely kind of talk about the definition a bit more. So as I mentioned, when we were talking about fixed mindset, that's kind of the opposite. So when someone has a fixed mindset, they think that you know, their traits or abilities are not changeable. Same would apply to a job. So if you have a fixed mindset for a job, that means you think you can't change anything about the job. While people with a growth mindset, they believe their change is possible. So when we talk about growth mindset, just generally before this new dual concept came into play, it's really all about, you know, thinking that you can grow, you can develop your abilities, you can get better at things. Um, And you're more inclined, if you have a growth mindset, to actually do something to change. So that's really the key to it is if you think you can change, then you're going to exercise the agency to change. So you're going to do something about it. You're going to put yourself in a situation to develop a skill. You're going to take that class. You are going to get a coach for your golf swing. Like you're going to do those types of things if you have a growth mindset. If you don't have a growth mindset, then you're less likely to actually take part in those types of activities. Yeah. So a fixed mindset uh, is really like, this is the amount of talent that I have. This is the amount of skill that I have. And nothing that I do or that anyone else does can really change that. Or this is the type of person that I am. This is the type of employee that I am. And, you know, we can change a little bit about that. But for the most part, my skill and talent level is going to stay similar. And, you know, the type of person that I am, the way that I interact with other people, et cetera, the way that people perceive me is pretty much going to stay the same over the course of my life. Whereas someone who's in more of a growth mindset would think, well, that's how I was today or that's how I was yesterday, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to improve or change the way that I am moving forward. Exactly. Yep. You got it right. So it's all about that change and that belief in the change. And so this research actually looked at introducing a different concept. So we talked about dual growth mindset, but the reason why the dual is important is they introduced the idea of a job growth mindset. So not only can you think, hey, like I can change, But employees can also hold fixed or growth mindsets about their jobs. So if you have a fixed mindset about your job, you don't think that you can really change your job. Um, Or you can have a growth mindset where you think that there's some malleability in the tasks that comprise your job. So things that Mm -hmm. you can change within those tasks. And really, they're kind of arguing that employees generally probably view their jobs as more fixed than they are in reality, that there's probably some ability to change your job more than you would think. Um, Mm -hmm. And most of us just kind of get stuck in this fixed mindset about our jobs instead of thinking about how can we change the job to complement what I want to be or what I like to do or what have you. Hmm. Yeah, I like that idea because I think we hear this a lot in leadership development courses, but said in a different way. Like, if you're not getting the opportunities that you want in your current role, how can you ask for a stretch assignment or try to shadow someone on a project that you're really interested in or try to ask if you can sit in on meetings that are, you know, with different people than you usually sit in with, or you can join a committee in your workplace to try to exercise a passion that you have. Like, Those are the sorts of things that people tell people to do as they're trying to develop talents and skills. But I think we're not always thinking about it as a way to actually stay engaged with our work um, and create uh, circumstances that actually like mesh better with what what we want. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so easy to just be like, this is my job. This is what people have told me I should be doing. And you just do those tasks and you get in a routine and you keep kind of moving in that that direction, right? And you don't make a change. Um, but we know that like the, the concept of job crafting comes up in this this article because job crafting is basically exactly what it sounds, right? Like creating your job to fit what you want it to fit, like who you are, where you want to go, etc. Um, so if you have this job growth mindset, mindset, then their theory is that you're more likely to job crafts. You're more likely to mm. do things that can, you know, maybe you adjust the way you do tasks. Maybe you can change the order of things to kind of align better with the way that you function, your uh, circadian rhythm or what have you, right? There's a lot of things you can do on a job. Um, some are more malleable than others, but if you really think about it, there's probably things you can change in your job and the way you do your work um, that you just maybe aren't changing because you're in a routine and this is what you are supposed to do. Yeah, I really like that because the classic job crafting um, study is about um, janitorial staff in a hospital. And uh, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's coming to mind because uh, in that study, what they found, and I believe it was Jane Dutton and Amy Rusniewski, um, their work, and what they found in this uh, particular uh, piece that kind of started this job crafting idea was that some of the janitorial staff saw their role as being a way of keeping patients comfortable and happy as they were going through a hard time. And for those folks, they did a lot more things that were very like focused on those ends that actually made them like happier in their role because they were um, changing the types of tasks that they did, um, interacting with patients more, trying to create like the classic example they made was like they would switch the art around in the room so the patients weren't looking at the same painting all day, trying to really take their perspective. Um, whereas other folks saw it as like, this is a job where I'm cleaning up a lot of things that are like not pleasant and I'm, you know, not, I'm not really seeing my value to other people. So in that piece, they were really looking at how people were job crafting to create like a feeling of meaning and purpose. But here, what we're seeing is like, well, what's the distinguishing factor between people who do that or not? And it seems like if you think that you're able to change your job or your circumstances to make it more enjoyable, that that actually would predict that you might do so. So that's kind of mm -hmm. cool because um, I feel like the job crafting literature um, doesn't, or we haven't at least seen a lot of pieces where the job crafting literature points us in the direction of how to grow in the direction of becoming a better job crafter. Yeah, exactly. It is a really good addition to that literature for sure. Um, so I will say then that dual growth mindset, if we kind of grow on this concept of the job growth mindset, the dual growth mindset means that you have both, both mm -hmm. self and job. So you are, you think your job is changeable and you think yourself as changeable. You can, uh, you know, learn something new, do something differently. Um, and so when you have both of these mindsets, that's a dual growth mindset. And their theory here is that if you have both of those and you're more likely to be an agent of change for yourself at work. Um, mm -hmm. So doing things that might boost your own happiness, meaning you're going to develop yourself, you're going to change the way you're doing your job to kind of fit your needs more. Um, so they did two studies to understand this, and they actually were experimental studies within companies, which is cool because we don't always get to see that where we have mm -hmm. some people go through an intervention and another group goes through a different intervention or they don't get an intervention at all. Um, 
So they were looking to see, okay, if you have self-growth mindset, job growth mindset, or dual growth mindset, what are your outcomes? Mm-hmm. And the intervention looked the same regardless of which three of those mindsets you have were being uh, were being developed for you. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there were some places where they had a control of people just not doing anything. Um, but what they saw was that, well, maybe I should talk about the workshop a little bit because that might be yeah. helpful. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. So they didn't give a ton of detail, but it is kind of interesting that basically what they did in the workshops was they had the people that were going through them complete some steps to graphically represent themselves or their job or both as flexible and as like a set of building blocks. Like, so, you know, like put a bunch of building blocks that describe you, make a little Hmm. chart um, and then one for your job and like have it visual so that it's like, okay, these little blocks can be moved or changed out. um, And that's what defines my job or me as a person. And they created a before diagram with the building blocks of like where they are today and an after diagram of building blocks of where they want to be for themselves, their job or both. That's so cool. I really like that idea. Yeah. So it's like a visual like image and like wanting to make sure you have an ideal after of course, it needs to be realistic, right? It's not like yeah. I am, you know, a janitor at a hospital and my after diagram is I'm the doctor. Like, right, that's right, right. not realistic. But something there where there might be some components to the job that you add in um, for that after diagram and also for yourself. Cool. I like so that. They do- I want to use that in a class. Ooh, you should. And then yeah. report back. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That would be fun. And they actually had them also reflect on questions, right? So they had people think about how they've changed or how their job has changed over time. Um, So if you think about like, okay, well, I started, let's just say you started a job a year ago. Um, what was, what did the job look like a year ago versus today? And when you start thinking about that, I was, when I was reading this article, I was thinking about my jobs that I've had and I'm like, oh, wow, like it's true. When you think year to year, a lot of things can change in your job and you don't even realize that your job has changed. Totally. And so then when you think about, you think back on it, you're like, oh, wow, like it is changeable. (laughs) So obviously it helps to kind of get that growth mindset going. Yeah, I was just talking about this with someone actually today because, um, you know, sometimes you can be like, time goes by so fast and I need a change and like, before you know it, like three or four years goes by and you really need to like make sure that like, you know, you're, you're keeping up on how quickly time's going by and we need to be as productive as possible in a shorter period of time as possible. And I kind of was like, think back to five years ago, three years ago, even two years ago, so much changed, (laughs) um, in Mm -hmm. terms of just like life situations, um, like productivity, like we were saying, like just the amount of things that you can accomplish and get done. Like it actually is a longer period of time that encompasses more things than you think about when you just think about it objectively. Exactly. Yeah. So like having that moment to reflect can actually help you with your growth mindset because now you're like recognizing that there has been a lot of change, Mm -hmm. um, that you maybe just would have ignored in the past. Yeah, that's super cool. So they put people through um, this intervention. And what did they find in relation to uh, the types of mindsets that people had? Yeah. So when you looked at the mindsets, um, kind of leading back to takeaway number two, you know, they were looking at people go through this intervention. How does that impact their happiness overall? And Mm -hmm. they were looking to see like they 
they found that their interventions worked, right? So people that had were in the self-growth mindset um, condition, they were reporting more of that. The job condition, they're reporting more of that. And then for both, they were doing the more dual growth mindset kind of responses. Um, so the interventions worked. And then in both studies, it kind of looked at two different ways of measuring happiness, which is interesting. So in study one, they actually asked their colleagues hmm. if they felt that the person was appearing happier and more engaged and stuff in their job. That's interesting. Yeah, which I was like, that's, you know, I mean, people can fake things. So there's that. Sure. But and but in study two, they asked themselves. So like, do, do you feel happier? And they had mm-hmm. a bunch of questions about that. So they had both sides, both perspectives. And for both studies, they found that in six months, if you were in the dual growth mindset condition, you are significantly happier than the other two conditions. And That's with so the cool. other two, you see like them spike a little bit in happiness, like six weeks later, but then it drops and they kind of go back to their baseline. Um, so the dual condition is like really the important one. Hmm. That's awesome. So what I really like about this is that you just provided everyone with a really great tool to use that is very specific, that doing this exercise for both your life and your work um, can help you to grow that mindset and that the effects are long lasting and it actually has an impact on your happiness. Like, I think that's awesome, not just for people to have for themselves, but also for their teams too. Yeah. I think it's a great point. Like the takeaway for your teams, like you can do this with your team and kind of help them grow the, these mindsets and, and really work towards, you know, being a little bit happier at work. It's obviously a big win. Um, they did just kind of as a side note, as I mentioned, the job crafting piece, they did see that it's because of job crafting that hmm. people were feeling happier. So basically you get this dual growth mindset. You're like, I can change. My job can change. And then you actually do something about it. And then you feel better. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think that's really great because we hear so many people saying they feel like they're stuck in a rut, right? Like, I just feel like I'm in a rut. I don't know how to get out of it. I feel bored or I feel disengaged, whatever the case may be. And this is a really interesting way to say, well, if you feel like you're stuck in a rut, maybe spend some time doing this activity in your work and in your life. And then whatever you come up with, take some action on it and in the future, you might not feel so stuck anymore. And now you have a tool or a muscle that you can flex every time that you're feeling that way that now you understand how to sort of tap into that possibility. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's so good for employees that are really unhappy in their jobs and it's not due to like work environment stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You know, obviously we are big advocates that at the work environment level, that is the organization's responsibility, leader's responsibility to make sure that they're giving you the right workplace, but you might be in a really good workplace and you're starting, you're feeling kind of down about your work or you're not super excited or, you know, just feeling disengaged. Likely this would help you, right? Thinking yeah. through how you can grow um, and change both your job and yourself a little bit can get you to a place where you're feeling more engaged and happier on the job. Um, and employees, you know, we are seeing that employees like with the work remote stuff and kind of more hybrid work models, people are getting a little bit more autonomy in their work. So I feel like we're in a really good position to take that and harness that autonomy to really craft the way the job should function to make you the happiest. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And and a really good, I mean, I think it's a great shout out to say like, hey, we can't just rely on employees to do everything for themselves. But on the flip side, it's also not a completely like passive, you don't have to be completely passive in your career. You can manage your career 
um, make changes that actually make you happy. And, and part of it is also that job crafting is about molding it to you. So, um, you know, you can really tailor your job to yourself to some extent um, based on what you're, and your life, uh, based on what you're reflecting on. And so that's really awesome to know that you can do that because, um, you know, maybe you work for a great employer, but there are certain things that they might not know about you or that you can do on a daily basis to craft the way that things are going on that they wouldn't really be able to make those changes for you, um, but you can make those changes to your own routine or the way you're approaching your work or whatever it is that's not working currently. That's a really good point. Like, as you were saying that, I was thinking about an example, like a couple of jobs ago where I was working on a team where we all had the same job title and we all had the same like objectives for what to do with our clients, like and how to handle our clients. But if you looked at every single person, the way we handled our clients was different. The way we approached projects and stuff was different. The additional like R&D type work varied based on the person's interests. Like we, you know, not thinking about it now, it seems like a lot of us did kind of tailor the jobs to ourselves. And so even though there was like six or seven of us had the exact same job title, we were all doing the job a little bit differently. Um, So I think that's a really great point and good reminder that, you know, make it work for you. And that could be slightly different than your colleague that has the exact same role they might approach it a little differently too. Yeah, it could just be tweaks, like not things that they would need a policy for, but, you know, tweaks that, okay, there's something about my schedule that I don't really like, or there's something about the way that I'm organizing my work that I don't really like, or there's something about my connection to the purpose of the things that we're doing that I need to boost. Or um, So it could be that there are certain things that aren't more widespread issues that are more specific to you, that those are the kinds of things that you might say like, okay, well, this will really help me to sort of, tune in to what those things are and then actually take some actions to to make things work better for me and that self-reflection could it sounds like based on this really make a difference for people's experiences on the job you know the way that their work is structured but also um, their happiness even in the long term which you know that's a pretty long time horizon that they used in that study so that's that's pretty Mm -hmm. awesome I really I really appreciate um, this piece yeah, happy to share it. Um, super excited about the work coming out in this space. I think there's probably going to be more good stuff to come. But for now, you know, the key takeaways really just think about um, what it is that you would like to your future self and your future job to look like. The after, create that after view. Tell, remind yourself basically that you are ch- somebody that can change and your job can change, and then do it craft away and make yourself a better job that makes you a little bit happier um, in the end. I really like that. Thank you so much for um, reading this article, sharing this, and I hope that everybody takes your advice because it's a pretty easy step to take to try to achieve a little bit of a happier life. Yeah, I will definitely link to the article in the show notes. Um, I did find a, a free version, so everyone go check that out. Um, And then as always, if you need to find us, want to talk to us about anything, you can always find us on our website, workerbeing.com. You can connect with us on social. You can also support our community at workerbeing.com slash community. Thanks for listening. Thriving at Work is hosted by us, Dr. Patricia Grabarek and Dr. Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. 